Many years ago, I read a short story by the French writer Guy de Maupassant. The story was called The Artist, and it was about a knife thrower in the circus. And he threw knives in perfect circle around his model, who happened to be his wife. And one day, the knife thrower found out that his wife had been having affairs. And he thought to himself, this is the perfect setup. Because all I have to do is say, I slipped. I made a mistake. But he goes on in the story to say, I couldn't do it. Not because I didn't want to, I really wanted to. But because I'm a professional. I couldn't bring myself to violate my art for my desires. And when I read that, it reminded me of a very different story, this time a true one, that Primo Levi, the great writer, the chemist, who wrote Survival in Auschwitz, wrote in his book about a bricklayer in Auschwitz. And the Nazis told this bricklayer to build a wall, and he wanted to build a bad wall because he hated the Nazis. But he couldn't do it because he was a professional bricklayer. And it was going to be a reflection of his inner sense of who he was. So even though he wanted to do it wrong, as the knife thrower wanted to do it wrong for very different motivations, he couldn't do it. And that story, those stories together, explain something about your Seder last night that may have puzzled you. The moror is bitter because of the bitterness of slavery, and that makes sense. The salt water is salty because of the salt of the tears, and that makes sense. But the charoset is supposed to be the mortar of the bricks that the Israelites built, and it's sweet. Why is it sweet? Charoset shouldn't be sweet. It's the mortar. But the reality is that even though slavery was horrible, even though it says in the Torah that the Egyptians embittered the lives of the Israelites with hard labor, the point is there is something about accomplishment, even if you don't want to have to do it, that is sweet. When the Israelites wanted to go back to Egypt, one of the reasons I'm convinced they wanted to go back is at least there, they were creating something. In the desert, they couldn't build until they came to the golden calf, and that was a mistake. This is why, again, my own theory, only one holiday is called the time of our joy, Zman Simchatenu. And what holiday is that? Sukkot. Because on Sukkot, you build something. You make something. You create. 
And creating has its own sweetness. And so what is the lesson of the charoset? Because what you do with it is you eat it together with the maror. The lesson is everything, everything is bittersweet. Nothing is perfectly sweet, nothing is perfectly bitter, everything is bittersweet. This is the first time I have had the privilege of addressing the Sinai community since I announced that at the end of next year, I would be stepping down as the senior rabbi. It's bittersweet. At the Seder, it's sweet that Elijah's supposed to come. It's bitter that he doesn't come. It's sweet that the children sing the songs. It's bitter that we remember all the faces that aren't at our Seder anymore. It's sweet that I see you all here. And there is something bittersweet about the reality that one day I won't be here. It was five years ago that I signed what I told people at the time was my final contract at Sinai. So I've known the day was coming. It came a little sooner than I had first thought because I did not know all the things that would happen over the last five years, especially and most beautifully, that the synagogue would be blessed not to have the fight that so many synagogues have over who is going to be the successors. And even though I must say that Rabbis Guzik and Sherman said to me a hundred times, you should stay, no, you should stay, you should stay, I remembered what my father taught me a long time ago when he retired, which is that you have to give the people who will come after you the space to create on their own. And that you have to be willing to step aside to make room for others, and that's what leadership does. And as I say that, it's bittersweet. When I first came here, my daughter was six months old. Now she's getting her PhD. It's bittersweet. She used to come up to the mic and scream Shabbat Shalom at the end of the service. Now she'd be mortified. <laughs> it's bittersweet. I think of all the funerals, the hospital visits, the moments of pain. But as I think of them, I don't think of them entirely just with pain. They're bittersweet because I treasure those moments. And I know that I will have the opportunity over the next year to revisit some of them with you. I remember standing at this bima and telling the congregation that I had to have brain surgery and asking for your patience and your prayers. Bittersweet.
And because I kept thinking about this theme of bittersweetness, I decided to do something which I didn't know the answer to. I didn't know how do you say bittersweet in Hebrew. So I looked it up. It's matokmar. In other words, it's sweet bitter. And I thought, our tradition got it right again. There is more sweetness than bitterness. There is more joy than sadness. There is more love than hate. But all these things always in our lives mix together. And especially at this time, Pesach, which is the time of renewal, we should be thinking not only of endings, but of renewal. When the world is opening up, when for the first time in over two years we brought the Torah down the aisle, when we sit together as a community in a service that we have not had for two years, it's a time of renewal. Last night you all read about the four children, but let me tell you something about the question of the wise son that you might not know. In the Torah, the question of the wise son, Maha Edot Vahachukim Vahamishpatim, that question is preceded by Ki Yishalcha Bincha Machar, when your child will ask you tomorrow. The wise child's question is about tomorrow. All of us, especially as we get older, we tend to dwell in the past. We want things to be the way we remembered them. But the wise child knows that it's not about the past. It's about tomorrow. That more important than remembering the story of the Pesach is repeating it to your children. because they are tomorrow. And as you get older, it becomes more and more of a struggle to remember that what matters is tomorrow, that you can cherish what has been, but it is your job to create what will be. A couple of decades ago, my father retired from his synagogue, Har Zion, that he had been at for some 40 years. And I said to him, Dad, everybody is asking you to stay. Why are you leaving? And he said, David, I want to leave when they're asking me to stay. <laughs> and not stay when they're asking me to leave. <laughs> My parents now have been gone a long time. 
but I still carry them in my heart every day. I knew, I felt, that it was time to go. But when I go, I will not be going altogether. I will still be back. I will still see you. And when I go, I will carry each of you in my heart every day. Chag Sameach and Shabbat Shalom. Thank you.